Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome back to the Immense Blessing Podcast. Um, today we're going to do a little Premier League catch-up, kind of normal stuff. We've talked about the Arsenal game. We're going to steer clear a lot of a lot of boring games. I'll list those now just so that you all can kind of hear the results of the, the ho-hum matches that I guess kind of happened. Um, so you've got Bournemouth 1, Forest 1, Southampton nil, Aston Villa 1, Crystal Palace nil, Newcastle nil, Leeds nil, Brentford nil, and then Tottenham 1, Fulham nil. It was a boring weekend of football. Not a lot of goals were scored. Yeah. However, there were a few matches that stood out as pretty interesting, either because we just have a few things to say about those teams or because the match itself was pretty exciting. So we're going to go over um, Liverpool nil, Chelsea nil, Leicester 2, Brighton 2, and we will briefly touch on the Man City 3, Wolves nil match yesterday as well. Josh, let's talk Liverpool-Chelsea. A heavyweight mid-table battle here. Um, And I'm really mad that we didn't do a preview because now that I'm now that I we're recording afterwards, of course everyone's stolen my joke and said that already. Uh you know I wanted to say it last week though. Uh, this was this was Damn. one and it played out kind of like both of their seasons are going. Yeah. A little bit disappointing just sluggish is the word I think. I mean it, the only reason we're even talking about it is because of the teams we're talking about. The match itself was was shouldn't have even been played, especially given the time. For people who actually woke up at seven thirty, I, I happened to wake up in the second half, but um, I, I I woke up for the match. Did you? Yeah, I, I deeply I, apologize. I feel not cheated. for saying that you I shouldn't, have, but but for sleep. waking up. Yeah, yeah, I feel cheated in my sleep, but it is uh you know how it is. Chelsea's team is so unrecognizable. Like, I, I would not have expected anything like this this side at the beginning of the season. Kepa and goal, okay. I mean, you expected Mendy. Um, Badia Shili, I still can't pronounce his name right. New player. Chalaba starting with Thiago Silva. You got this guy Hall, this this academy kid. Then you got Ziyech and Kukurea as wingbacks. I mean, there's a lot that's just confusing. Um I'm not going to talk about more transfers they're making. I mean, they obviously just signed, uh, what was his name from Leipzig? Um, Noni Madueke. Uh, about the match, though, they didn't look great. Liverpool didn't look great. Honestly, Chelsea were probably on the front foot for a decent amount of it. Um, Mudrik, I will say, did actually put in a performance off off the bench. I mean, he's, he's going to be expected to do a lot given his price tag. Um, so he's going to have high pressure on him. But yesterday, he or not yesterday, when the match happened, he really showed it. Yeah, I I thought Mudrick was, I mean, he came exactly as advertised, right? Like he stepped up, uh, he got the ball. He was very direct with his dribbling. Um, Liverpool are a team that play pretty expansively, so he had a lot of space to kind of get the ball and run with it. We'll see how he does against a more compact defense, as you know he faces off against teams that are a little lower down the table but still he was impressive he was energetic he he, la- he, <laughs> he had those couple touches in the box right when he came on and lashed that shot into the side netting and I really thought yeah. he was going to score a goal right there 
and just break every Arsenal fan's heart. <laughs> but it didn't go in, so we can pretend he's not that good. Um, <laughs> no, he he. I mean, it was a, it was a, a few flashy touches and some good dribbles. So there's a lot still to be proven for him. Uh, but it it's impressive, really. Doors and and he shows signs of what what he's capable of and the level yeah. he can bring. I mean, to That's come from to come from the the Ukrainian league as a very young player, um, it, it can take a long time to adjust to the Premier League. And again, this is a very small sample size, but in your first match right off the bench in a big match in a hostile environment, um, that's a lot of pressure. And he's going to continue that pressure. And the question is whether he can be consistent with this. Um, but that is, that's a difficult thing to do in your, in your debut, um, given all of those circumstances. So you have to give him credit there. You do. You do. And I think we've given him ample credit now. Um, <laughs> All right. So now, now compare him to Mbappe. So who would you rather? No. Um... So you're starting a team, right? <laughs> and you can sign one year old of... Messi, <laughs> current Bukayo Saka, 2018 <laughs> Mbappe, or current Mudrik. <laughs> uh, I think I'm taking Harvey Elliott. That is a very weird way to say Loris Carius. <laughs> who, by the way, is joining Nottingham Forest? Yeah, what's that about? Forest with their with their fortieth signing of the of this season. Chris was a good signing for them, but that's kind of the only one that they've made so far that I'm like, I need some goals. But they're doing um, well. But we're not gonna talk about them right now. All right. I but I honestly don't have much else to say about this game. I, I think besides Mudrick every single player that played in it was disappointing and it was just really like just dull um yeah i honestly am even more um i would be more disappointed if i was a liverpool fan because chelsea's going nowhere this season they're gonna rebuild they have obviously all these young players now um liverpool i mean yeah they, they they don't really have a midfield right now Gakbo does not seem to be settling in well compared to mudrick um again early sample size so a lot can come from him, but very um, there's yeah, there's a lot of struggles, and they did not play well at home um, against a very struggling Chelsea side. So um, there's a lot to be worried about as a Liverpool fan right now. Yeah, I I think that's a that's a pretty fair analysis. We'll see about Gakpo and Mudrik as you know they both get to the point where they've they've played consistent minutes and and shown us what they're capable of, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, I, I think right now Liverpool is a squad that's built to win things. Exactly. And Chelsea is a squad that is now being built to win things in a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens with this Liverpool squad. But it, it does look to me like – the question in my mind is, Jurgen Klopp just signed the contract to stay for, what, four more years? Something like that. Will he serve that contract out? I don't think he gets sacked because of all he's done. I mean, he has he has completely transformed the club in the same way that we're talking about Arteta starting to. He did it and he completed it. He won them the Champions League. He won them the Premier League, and he I mean he took over a side that was in a very similar position to Arsenal's side that Arteta took over. So I don't think they'd have I think they'd have the decency to not sack him, um, even if it's probably best for the club. Maybe he leaves. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about. 
because Klopp doesn't seem like the kind of guy to stick around if he's not wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to see Klopp out from the Liverpool supporters. Soccer fans are delusional. Um, but moving on, because I really am baffed that we even spent this much time talking about Liverpool <laughs> and Chelsea right now. There's there's not a lot of significance to, to that. No. There was more significance to what we saw between Brighton and Leicester. That was actually a pretty entertaining match. Yeah, that one I actually watched. Uh, yeah, I had it on. I I thought Matoma was excellent once again because who doesn't think Matoma is excellent nowadays? Because mm-hmm. everyone that's the that's the Premier League's worst kept secret. <laughs> Matoma is an absolute baller, uh, and he is tearing defenses up right now. Um, I think you know for us we're saying Trossard's a great signing. I'm happy he's he's come to Arsenal, but you know for Brighton, seeing the way Matoma is playing, they're probably saying Trossard who. Huh? Yeah, that guy. I mean, he wanted to leave because he lost his spot. He didn't necessarily do anything wrong to leave his to lose his spot, but I mean, this guy's coming out of the ranks, and there's it's not only him. It's not only him. Brighton are a really exciting organization with a lot, a lot of talent, um, and I honestly expected them to win this game by a fair amount. But Leicester are a team that seem to be turning their season around a little bit. Um, I don't know if Brendan Rodgers has figured something out. Um, they've lost a few times in recent history. Uh, the loss to Newcastle is to be expected, but a draw against Brighton is a good result for them. Uh, and they'll be looking to build on this because they are very low in the table right now compared mm-hmm. to where most of us expected them to be coming into the year. I'm going to continue to back them and to uh, say that they are not relegation contenders. That said, they're one point above the relegation zone. I am still very confident in that because of the quality of their squad. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers still has to go. Uh, But they almost got over the line with a massive win. And again, they dropped two points, only got a point out of it. That's their first point since the break. Uh, And it's still not looking great for them. Um, yeah, maybe the, maybe that performance will turn a corner because they, they definitely played well. Um, but again, I think the shining light was Matoma and off the bench, Ferguson. This guy, Evan Ferguson, 18 years old, out of nowhere, um, came from Bohemian FC, um, <coughs> and he is absolutely balling, and he scored that brilliant header to, to get the point for Brighton. Um, but again, I think Matoma is the, the brightest spot. He is... I mean, not besides his goal, he had some incredible runs. There's one where he danced through a few players, laid it off for basically a tap in for Solly March, who just skied it. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. That was um, tough to watch, but he is. I a, I, dude, Solly March blew. That was a gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but regardless, yeah. I mean, I think. I think Evan Ferguson is making a lot of Irish fans very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty awesome, being someone with a lot of Irish blood running through my veins. Um, but we'll see. It, you know, I, I he has the potential to step up and, and be a big story here. Uh, Absolutely. But I, I think there's, like, <laughs> copious players in Brighton's ranks that you could say that about, and we will so many players. only – the biggest thing is only time will tell. By the we'll way, two assists from Estupinian, another great player, another yeah. Ecuadorian at Brighton. 
fifth. Great shout. One of three, by the way. Great shout. Yeah. Ecuador, excellent at the World Cup, even though they got knocked out in the group stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like watching them play a lot. Okay. Last game that we need to talk about before we quickly touch on Man City Wolves is the relegation six-pointer that was West Ham Everton. And um, there's potential for recency bias. There's potential for a lot of things to happen given that we're only halfway through the season. But this match just made me feel a bit like I'm eating my words here. Uh, because I did tell you that I thought West Ham, Bournemouth, and Southampton would be relegated and that, that Everton would, would be pretty safe. Uh, this match was Bill does El Sakiko. They that whichever manager lost was going to probably lose their job as well. That proved to be true, given that Frank Lampard was uh, rather unceremoniously removed from post this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just how the cookie crumbles. But I, I still, I'm, I'm going to resist my recency bias. I'm going to say Everson still find a way to sit, stay up. And I still think West Ham go down. Well, um, who'd you say was going to get sacked first? Lampard or Moyes? I don't think I had a prediction on that one. Ah, damn. Okay. Well, I had, but I had, it, I if I if I did, I probably would have said David Moyes, at which point I would have also been incorrect. So, fair point. Either. Well, the one we had was that you said Everton stays up. I said West Ham stays up. Um, hey, I, I was right about about Lampard being sacked first. You you could be absolutely right though, because it's often been the case where the the team that wins matches like this, the El Sacico. I mean, look at look at uh, Spurs United last year when Spurs sacked their manager after losing three 0 to United. They made a great a great push after that. Um, it's often been the case that they get a new manager sooner rather than later, and he has time to develop the squad and and, um, and save them and bring them to the table. I don't know if they're going to bring Big Sam in or, or whoever, but um, that's a Sean Dyche squad. If I've yeah, ever seen one. right. Um, tell me, but, yeah, tell me, I think Sean Dyche doesn't keep that team up. He could. Sean I don't Dice see him with another that. team other than Burnley. That would look Sean weird. Sean Dice keeps that team in the Premier League. <laughs> he probably 1, would. He probably would. I mean, he he's got Tarkowski. That's all he needs, right? Oh my God! He's got Connor Cody. He would coach Connor Cody to perfection. He's got Neil Mope. Neil Mope is an asshole. So you <laughs> the can do a lot with that. Left and right. Um. Oh God, I hate Neil Mope. No. Now. Oh. Now I hope Everton get relegated. Yeah. <laughs> this goes Mope. to Neil Mope. <laughs> Ty's gonna get his wish. He didn't. He didn't know it, but Ty's gonna get his wish in the end. <laughs> oh man! But... you're a cheat. Cheat. You're a disgrace. And I hope Everton get relegated. Oh man, you might be right though. If yeah, I think they're staying just, up, man. Just if if they get the right manager, he could have time because they have. I keep saying that their squad's so bad, but I'm looking at it more and more. And I'm like, this isn't as bad as a. Nottingham Forest. This isn't as bad as a Bournemouth. This isn't as bad as a Southampton. None of those teams have Alex Wobey. I mean, Alex Wobey being the best player, no offense to him, not a great look. But, I mean, there's also guys like Idrissa Gay, a ton of experience. Seamus Coleman, ton of experience. Um, Calvert-Lewin can can always score an important goal, even if he's really been out of form. Onana, in the midfield, he's not. He's been looking they like a model in football boots recently. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, they're they deserve to be in the relegation battle, but the way they're playing under Lampard is is definitely below their standards. Um, and he should have gone. 
Yeah, I they think that's that's pretty fair at this point. They haven't persuaded me in any match they've played, even against City, when they just got lucky, I think, and City slept walk through that match. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. West Ham will stay up, and Moyes will not be sacked. That's my prediction. West Ham will go at down. All, at all. Moyes will be sacked after the season. And they'll go down, you said? <clears throat> yes, West Ham will go down, and he'll be sacked after that because they'll go down on the last day. I think neither will happen. Oh, man. We're going to be together on the last day of the season probably, so when, when West Ham get relegated in the last match, I'll, I'll get to laugh at you. When West Ham finish in a conference league place, I'll be laughing in your face. <laughs> in a conference league place? Yeah, right. We think it's going to be Liverpool. So wait, break down the conference league places for me. Is that is that seventh and and seventh, sixth or yeah. just just seventh? Just seventh? Oh, you think I'd think they finished sixth? They're way too far off of that. Seventh though, right? So, so you know the team in sixth and the team in seventh have the same number of points, right? <laughs> oh man! All right, fine. They'll, they'll finish top half. No, I'm kidding. That's they'll they'll probably finish where they are right now, around sixteenth, but. Moyes won't get sacked because think about three years ago they finished the ancient they almost got relegated, and then they finished really in really high places. Maybe they just overperformed them. Maybe they just. I think they did, and I think this time they're getting relegated like they deserved two, three years ago. No. And uh, when they do, David Moyes will actually get sacked, and they're going to bring in Nate from Ted Lasso. Moving on. Um, Don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on it. I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, Man City 3, Wolves nil. This will be the last game we talk about in this segment. Um, yeah, that's that's the scoreline right there. Erling Holland <laughs> did Erling Holland things like he always does. We talked about this a little bit yesterday's episode. Um <laughs> it's it's hard to say much about this match other than it was what City have shown to be this year, which is a team that defends pretty well, possesses the ball really well, and feeds Holland exceptionally well. And Holland's a robot who scores the, the ball with freakish consistency. So there's nothing else you can really say. There's not really much I can add either. Um, I... I didn't watch too much of it, to be honest. Um, I mean, De Bruyne back in the team, I think, I think made a big difference. Uh, I'm not really sure why he sat against Spurs. Maybe it was just resting. Um, looked like it was gonna gonna hurt them, but he certainly came Classic back. Um, squad rotation. Yeah, and he he made a big difference in the attacking half. Um, and Holland did Holland things. We we mentioned this in the last episode. Uh, 25 goals, 19 matches. He's a decent little player. Might become almost as good as Nketiah one day. Yeah, Eddie Nketiah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he, he is just a shit Eddie Nketiah. We're going to have to let yeah. him know that when we play Man City. Facts. I, I, you know what's – I think a lot of people are ignoring the fact that these two teams meet in the F- Premier League. Um, you you hear a lot of – commentators a lot of pundits saying you know oh we'll really see what happens you know we'll have to wait until they face each other in like february or whenever and i'm like no 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 no, no. that fa cup match is going to be important both of these managers both of these organizations take the fa cup very very seriously 
Absolutely. And that's going to be a battle. Yeah. That's going to tell us a lot about what the rest of the Premier League season is going to look like because both of those teams are going to give that match everything they have. And so yeah. I will have, you know, I, I don't have ESPN Plus, but I'm tempted to get a month's subscription to, to put both of my eyes on that match and watch it because that's going to go crazy. Seriously. Yeah. Um, you're not wrong. But does Matt Tarner start? Does that pick up? Uh, well, we'll see what Arteta is about. I, I I honestly am not too worried if Matt Turner does start. Because I think Matt Turner's capable. I trust Techers. What? What did you say? I said I'm not worried about anything. I trust our Techers. Our Tecker, uh, listen, our Techers has the moves, first of all. And second of all, Matt Turner is a good goalkeeper, as we all saw at the World Cup. That he is. I would, I would place a heavy wager on this being his only season at Arsenal. I hope not, but... I also hope so for his sake. I I think somebody has – there's somebody out there who could use that, that level of goalkeeping. Yeah. And there's a few teams in England who could use a goalkeeper at that level. Uh, maybe our North London rivals could. So, you yeah, you look, you look at – um, No way we're giving him to Tottenham. I mean, we're not giving him – But they, they, would love, they would love to have him. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at a team like – Aston Villa is definitely going to lose Martinez. Mm-hmm. Emmy Martinez is going to make a high-profile move this summer to a big, big club. Yeah. That's that's my prediction right now. And I think at that point, they'll that's be looking for someone like Matt Turner to come in and replace him. That's very interesting. You, you could be right about that. You know, a, a team like Leicester, who have been having goalkeeper struggles all year, Matt Turner, I mean, he's not like – your like modern play out from the back, very comfortable with the ball at his feet, goalkeeper. But you know he can pass the ball, and he is an excellent, excellent shot stopper. And there are a lot of teams that concede a lot of goals who could use an excellent, excellent shot stopper. <laughs> that don't have one right now, and Leicester is one of those teams. Yeah, um, sure. I think Everton needs to replace Pickford. I don't know why he started for England at the World Cup. Um, Bournemouth have had keeper struggles. They could use him. Yeah, there's a lot of squads down there. I, I mean, even Leeds. Elon Melier has not impressed me. Uh, I know he. Uh, I know he's young, but he has not impressed no, me. Not, neither could, of us have been big fans of his. They they could use Matt Turner to keep more shots from going in the goal. Uh, there are a lot we'll of squads. Keep the American season. wave going. No kidding. But yeah, those are, my, those are my thoughts there. I mean, I think Matt Turner has a bright future, and it's probably away from Arsenal. Unfortunately, that's how the game goes, I guess. Um, but, hey, happy either way. Um, I love that we ended up talking about Matt Turner in the Man City versus Wolves yeah, right? podcast. Um, I was going to circle it back to the match um, and ask you a question that, of something we were just talking about before, about who goes down, Everton, West Ham, neither of them, both of them. Um, what about Wolves? Wolves are a definite relegation threat. See them going down, but that's probably just like mental biases in my brain that make me think that Everton isn't going down either because both of those teams have been teams that I thought were pretty good for a long time. Um, I, I think that... I think Wolves could be... All right, here's what I'll say. I think if 
Wolves are still in the position that they're in come the, like, 25, 30 game mark where they're, like, right on the bubble of the relegation zone. They will go down. Okay. Um, you know what's interesting is is the fact that uh, and at been, that point, Bournemouth would find a way to stay up. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, what's interesting is that you've been very critical of them for a while, and you had them having a very a, a down year this year. And I thought they'd have a great year, and I'm very much wrong about that. Um, but what's funny is that is that you're now saying that you think they probably won't go down. Um, not not that they definitely won't, but they are, that they probably won't. And I'm saying they might. They definitely might. I mean, okay, the match against City isn't exactly what I'm talking about, but they've been they've been poor. They haven't looked good. Um, their squad somehow just disintegrated. They had such high quality players, and Raúl Jiménez is not the same player. Hichan Huang is turning into what you've been talking about for a while. He's been that the whole time. No, he hasn't. If you yes, watch the World Cup, if you watch last season, last year. if you watch the beginning of the year, He's he like wasn't. He is now. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they're just signing a bunch of Portuguese guys again, and they don't have a good squad. There's no one on that team that, like, seem at all threatening maybe Ruben Neves but he's like their only player left and he's not even like a star like he's he's good but like they're not very good and they could go down um I think one one reason that makes sense that you would say that they're not going down is because you have West Ham and if West Ham goes down I don't think Wolves go down um yeah they absolutely could I think it's in my opinion it's going to be between I know you're not going to like me saying this, but I've been saying this, is that Bournemouth is my one definite team to get relegated because they're just on a downward trend. You got Bournemouth as your, def- as your one definite team? Yes. You don't think you don't think Southampton's nails no. are often buried already? No, because I've seen this many times before. I've seen Southampton in this position. Um, and, they've, and all they've needed is a few wins to make it out. Maybe that was late on the season. Maybe that was now. But they've always found a way. I'm not saying they won't, because I, I do think they will. Um, but they, I think, have more quality, like more good players. Maybe they just have a better star player in James Ward-Prowse who can always get them over the line. Um, but they could always find a way out. They're only two points back. I don't think they're a definite relegation team. Same with Everton. I think as they are right now, they're a definite re- relegation team. But again, as I mentioned, if they if they sign a Sean Teich or a Big Sam or – Whatever manager is right for them, they have a lot of time to to turn this season around. Um, Wolves, I think, is going to be right in there. I think it's between those four teams. Um, I think Bournemouth definitely relegated. I still think probably Southampton and Everton, but I want to see, I want to see the next few weeks of Everton under under a new um, manager, even if it's an interim, and see if anything's different. Yeah, I'm very curious. I, I mean. It, it is tricky, and, and everyone's been saying this, but it's, it is tricky because we're in late January and the season's only halfway through. Mm-hmm. This is not a normal place for the season to be. No. And we're going to see a lot of football in the, in the coming months because it's all going to wrap up before June. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's going to be pretty darn exciting. Um, but what I, what I can tell you with absolute certainty is that West Ham are getting relegated. That is crazy. I'm kidding. Okay, 
But I, I can tell you that Southampton will get relegated. No, nah, it's crazy that you even have them in the conversation. Southampton, Southampton are, are dead and buried, in my opinion. That's, that's, uh, that one's fine. I mean, yeah, I think they're going to get relegated. I don't think it's definite. Fine that you say it's definite. The fact that you even have West Ham potentially going down, I think is crazy. They're going down. I think you're nuts, man. They're one point. I think Leeds have a much bigger chance of one that, even though I'm really rooting for them. No, I, I we'll, we'll we'll see. We will see. There's a lot of a lot a lot of football still to be played. I think is really is really what what it comes down to. But I I do have two questions for you. One, where's James Ward Prowse going to play next year? And I think I asked you that last time, so you don't have to answer it. I just asked it for rhetorical purposes. Um, but the second one, you could probably find with a quick Google Translate. What word is Portuguese for EFL Championship? Uh. Wolverhampton Wonders. We'll, we'll, we'll give it. We'll, we'll, we'll give it to you anyways. You tried. Um, <laughs> Sounds Portuguese to me, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> all I got for you. Any any closing notes? Um, Everton's getting relegated. Everton West Ham's not. Everton are staying up. And you're crazy it's... for thinking West Ham's going down. This time next year, David Moyes is going to be sitting on his couch, mm. drinking beers, watching soccer. Um, all right, man. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Whatever you say. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>